0: Ninguém fica na solidão Embarca com suas dores Pra longe do seu lugar A favor da comunidade Que espera o bloco passar Ninguém fica na solidão
1: There, I think so. <laughs> is it not coming through yet? Um, your video. There you are. There it is. What's up, man? How's it going, homie? Not too bad. <laughs> no, is my internet being slow? It's probably mine. Um, how are you? I'm too bad.
0: You Things excited? Are, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Excited, man. <laughs> cool. So you've been uh, you've been talking to your own family about their missions. Yeah, yeah, I've been uh, kind of kind of playing off of what you've been doing and uh, asking them about their missions. It's um, it's interesting. It's kind of see. I guess my main focus with doing it is uh, kind of comparing the ins and outs of each mission yeah and so far none of them are even close to like ours <laughs> I, uh, yeah that's true <laughs> yeah yeah so oh well oh well we, we had fun right this, a, this is gonna be eye, this is gonna be eye-opening for my family i think oh no <laughs> you, you're gonna share it with everyone i don't share this with anybody <laughs> yeah I'll I'll share it with them. We'll see we'll see who listens to it or who doesn't. Sure. <laughs> well, let's uh let's do this thing. Everyone's been asking for you. What? Yeah, we got a uh, Birch. who's super excited to to finally hear <laughs> home. Oh really? Yeah. Birch told me that. I said I I was pretty sure Birch would be the only one who would want to listen to something that I would have to say. <laughs> no, I want to hear. I'm a yeah. I'm a big Greg Holm fan. <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how this goes and then you can take that statement back or not. You got any uh corrections or uh, omissions from the last podcasts? Um I don't I don't think so. Not that I can, not that I can recall. Okay. Sure. Everything sounds pretty good to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I'm just I'm just every time every time a new podcast pops up, I'm, I'm like like a giddy schoolgirl <laughs> listening, listening to it on the way to work. Yeah, I'm sure if people passing me in the high, on the highway looking over at me like, who's this dumb idiot with this smile on his face from <laughs> ear to ear? I went back and listened to uh, West. West yeah. part, part one and part two. It was so funny. I was yep. just laughing. I forgot half the things that he was, the, the stories that he told. <laughs> uh, that's fun. You know, yeah, that would be good it's... to go back in another ten years and listen to these again. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember so, uh, all the things that we couldn't remember back when. Yeah. Yeah. You, you remember even less. Um, yep. Let's start this thing on the last day of your mission. You get home and then go through every year a uh, synopsis of of what your life has been until now All right uh, a smooth uh, 11 years or something <laughs> yeah. like that yeah. So we I got or I left the mission with your group even though I came in a group behind you um, my parents came and picked me up in Brazil so we actually just hung out in Brazil for a couple of weeks after leaving. Yeah. But I got back probably mid August and they shipped me up to Rexburg and I went up and started school at BYU Idaho. Okay. Um, the next the probably so that ends two thousand five and then two thousand six my uh BYU Idaho experience kept me at school in the summer and the fall. And I had winters off, and so I would go home and work in Park City when it was the busiest time of the year. Okay, um, which actually worked out really well, especially when everybody kept calling me to go sell. Stuff. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't because I have to. I have to be in school, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I can't sell anything to save my life. <laughs> let alone thing. Let alone things that I actually believe in. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, 2006. It, it was just work in Park City in the winter, and then summer in the it, summer and fall. I was up in Rexburg. So that the BYU Idaho does the track. So you were on that second track or whatever it was. Yeah, they do the track system, and then they assign two two of the trimesters, and you get to go those two trimesters, um, and then petition if you want to go year round. Um, oh, okay. in 2007, I came back in the winter, worked, uh, instead of working in the grocery store of my dad's grocery store, uh, as a, like a cashier, I asked him if he could, if I could go back and work in the pharmacy as a tech and nice. luckily he let me do that. Cause I would have just gone nuts, just continuing to work as a cashier. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So it kind of Got my foot in the door to what I'm doing now, um, and decided then and there that maybe this is something I wanted to do. What was your major? Well, um, I graduated in general studies. Okay. With an emphasis in in uh, pre pharmacy. But you knew that you were going to go to pharmacy school, so it didn't really matter what your major was. Yeah, yeah it didn't really matter. It was I actually didn't plan on uh, graduating. I just wanted to get my prerequisites done and then get into pharmacy school um, and realized late that I was only a couple of credits away from a bachelor's degree and thought might as well do it, yeah, so so you know more more school two thousand and seven phone phone was blowing up in the summer, you know, I think Moulton called me um, Moulton has no reason to call me ever. What was but doing? He was selling something. <laughs> he wanted me to go sell something. And, you know, for, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, hey, this is Molten, And, I you know, if if you were a leader of mine or seemed like you were older than me, it, you were, like, put on a pedestal on the mission. And so Molten called me. I get super excited. And he's like, hey, you want to go sell stuff? I was like, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I don't want to go sell anything. <laughs> I want to go play <laughs> golf or something. Yeah. So, um <clears throat> continued to do that work came back in the in the winter of 2008 and worked more as a tech. Um met my wife in the fall of 2008 and actually ended up staying in Rexburg. I petitioned to go year round. They allowed me to do that, so I went um, winter and then graduated in the summer of 2009 um, and then shortly thereafter I married Rindy and we actually ended up staying in Rexburg because I didn't get into pharmacy school anywhere so I decided to try, try again next year uh, blew a bunch of money trying to get into schools that, as soon as they cashed my check it seemed like they sent me my rejection letter and, but it ended up working out for, um, for Rindy because she could stay and finished her degree. Um, she went, I think all three semesters while we were there, winter, summer, fall of 2010. And then we were done or were you, winter of anyway, she went three semesters in a row and knocked it out. And we moved to Draper even before I'd been accepted to pharmacy school. And one day get a call from um, a D- Roseman University, which is actually based out of Henderson. Okay. And they said, congratulations, you've been accepted to the Henderson campus. And I thought there was no way that I was going to be accepted to the Henderson campus. That's why we moved to Draper. And we just moved in and we, I was just Dumbfounded, I couldn't imagine that I would have to go to Henderson while my wife, who is doing student teaching in Draper, was like, "Oh, great! Now what?" (laughs) Go through. We go throughout the day, and luckily, we get a call. We get a call from from Henderson, the the acceptance counselor, and he says, "Congratulations, you've been accepted to South Jordan." So. (laughs) I I told him on the phone, I said, you know, if he was standing in front of me, I'd probably kiss him because <laughs> that meant I didn't have to, I didn't have to move myself to Henderson.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it ended up working out, um, to add to that, Rindy was pregnant with our first, um, and we hadn't told anybody at the time. <laughs> so yeah, it made it, it made it a lot better. So, so how did you um, like, uh, how did you like Rexburg? Oh Rexburg, I actually really enjoyed Rexburg, Rexburg because um, I was there in the summer and the fall mostly. Okay, so it yeah. was it wasn't bitter cold. Yeah, not yet. yet. Yeah, and the summers were actually really nice. And yeah. I remember the I mean I'm a big golfer, and the golf course up there offered a pass. You paid like three hundred bucks, you could play all you wanted. Yeah, and I had. I set my schedule a couple of the summers to where I had like Monday, Wednesday, Friday off. And I did all my classes on Tuesday and I probably played a hundred holes of golf a week. I was like, (laughs) I was married to my golf clubs, (laughs) but actually, but that's actually when I, when I did the best in school was when it was warm outside. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it at all. That's windy. Uh, yeah. Well, they say it. They say it only blows six days out of the month. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that. It, it's got to blow six days out of the week. Yeah. Do you know any Rixes up there? <laughs> <laughs> just just by the just by the name of, names of the buildings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is your family is that is that like? Your family distant relation or yeah closer? straight i got a i think it's five greats to Thomas e so wow and, uh, I think I'm from the second wife <laughs> there's so many so many Rick's relatives <laughs> well, that's funny um, well, in two thousand two thousand eleven um my first son was born. He was actually born on a test day. I was supposed to be <laughs> at school taking a test. Um, the school actually made me get a note from my wife's o b so I could prove that that's where I was. Um, I asked him if I could just bring my child in if they would take that as proof. They said no. Is this a pharmacy uh, test yeah yeah we the The school where I went is kind of set up weird. Um, you would take one class for two weeks and then you'd have a final. Okay. So every other Friday we had a final and it just so happened that my son was born on a test day. So kind of funny. Um, so is it pretty hard pharmacy school? Like way Uh, hard? (laughs) Well, sounds way hard. It was, I guess to give an analogy, it's like putting your mouth around a fire hose and just having to turn it on sounds like you're like studying for finals every week well yeah that's exactly what it was that sounds miserable well it's good and bad because if you hated the subject you only had two weeks of it you didn't have a full semester and I mean and then there was the fact that you had to study pretty, pretty intensely every other week oh well you have to learn it. And you have to learn it sometime. So you might as well just learn it. Oh well. Twenty twelve. That was that was lost year. It's just kind of one of those years you just go to school and that's you just put your put your nose to the grindstone and and let it go. Um, Twenty thirteen, I graduated from school and got licensed as a legal drug dealer. <laughs> and so. Um, the whole time I've been in school, I've been working for my dad in a pharmacy and he offered me a job. So we, I took it, moved, moved my family to Heber where we currently live. And, um, that, so that was towards the fall of 2013. And, um, our, my daughter was born at the end of December or I guess the start of December, but the end of 2013. So two kids, <clears throat> yep, two kids with uh, number three on the way. Yay! Yay! Um, number three is going to be Surprise Baby. We decided not to find out since we have a boy and a girl. Um, like so August, end of August, we'll find out if we have a baby boy or a baby girl. Yeah, you got one of each right now, right? Yeah. Boy yep. and a girl? Yeah, so. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Whatever. Um yeah, and then 2014, 2015 just continued uh enabling uh addictions in Park City and you know, just working trying to <laughs> trying to make a living, pay back student loans. How's your hours? I hear you work late hours or Yeah. Well, kind of like yours. I work I work four 11, 11 hour shifts and then I get three days off. So, unfortunately, they're not the same four days every week. Oh. They change every now and again, or you know. So, every now and again, I have to work on Sundays and or work Saturday Sunday. But it's it's okay. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah, could kind be of worse. What callings have you had? Um, thinking about this question, I. would Most of them have been teaching callings, so um, either teaching elders quorum, in the Sunday school presidency, or right now, right now I'm a ward missionary. But because of my hours, no missionaries really want to go meet with anybody at eight thirty at night when I get home. So I don't blame them. So all I do really is teach gospel principles, and which is which is fun. Yeah. Rather teach that yeah. than uh, than the real Sunday school class. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I want to teach that one. Yeah. Now, uh, so that that takes us up to now. Just where in uh, Heber do you live? Because I knew you uh, were a, you grew up right across from the homestead, right? Yeah, yeah. So I grew up in Midway. Heber's about three mile three to five miles away. Yeah. Um, Heber, we we actually live by the airport okay Uh, on your way up toward Daniel Uh, so it's I don't know about 25 minute drive to Park City where where my dad owns a grocery store and I'm one of his pharmacists my dad's not a pharmacist but he owns a pharmacy in a grocery store and he needs somebody to that has a license so cool been good anything else uh, trying to rack my brain. I don't <laughs> think so. Should we jump into it? Yeah, let's do this. Day one, you're on the airport. Who, who's your first missionary you meet? Do you remember? Man, I remember meeting Elder Glenn. Okay. And Sister Naman. Yeah. In Salt Lake. Was Naman Glenn, and Rowberry both in your group? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, say uh, McCullough and Kramer, also. Yeah, so that's right. Or we're in our. Yeah, we had a we had a good sized group. Who was it? Um, Kramer and who? McCullough. Kramer and McCullough. Um, Who's McCullough? That might be that might be her married name. Oh, she's gonna. This is not gonna end well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to i mean, I've got my like missionary yearbook or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I have to look that up. Um. Anyway, well, just before getting on the plane. Okay. Uh, the two days before, my visa still hadn't come, <laughs> and we get this get this call from headquarters, church headquarters, saying, "Hey, your visa's here. You, do you want us to mail it to you?" And that. Okay. I just saw everything going wrong with that. There was no way they were going to get it to me in time. So I told them to hang on to it and then I would drive down and go pick it up. Yeah. Um, So I drive up to Park City. I get in in the car with my dad and just through kind of everything that was going on um, it was kind of rushed. We get down to Salt Lake. I end up getting my I end up getting my visa, and I'm thinking that I, you know, maybe I can go into church headquarters and maybe use the restroom. That's not the case. Ladies waiting by the by the curb of the road with my visa, and basically just pull up, roll down the window. She hands it to me, and we keep driving. Wait a second. Is this like how how long before your mission is this? This a couple is days? This, this is. This is the Tuesday before we flew out on Wednesday or okay. the Monday before we flew on Tuesday, something before. like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the day before. And so we're driving back up, driving back home so I can go finish packing my bags. We get halfway up Parley's Canyon and I just look at my dad and I said, you got to pull over cause I'm not going to make it. There's no way I'm going to make, it. I, I, so we end up driving up Lambs Canyon and I get out and use the restroom and my dad to this day won't let me leave it down that we had to make a pit stop we had to make a pit stop there on the way home and anyway it it ended up it ended up all working out, but there was some nervous times there for uh, a little bit um yeah, so we get on the plane, and I don't know there's probably four or five six of us, I don't know. Fly to Chicago, meet up with a bunch of other kids, and I was probably that was the first time I came in contact with uh, Richie and Price. I remember one kid from L.A. who uh, wasn't going to our mission, but the only thing I remember about him is he had a Rubik's Cube. He thought it was the coolest thing in the world to have us mess up the Rubik's Cube, and then he'd make it perfect again. And, you know, just these little things that you remember – Um, you know, quick, uh, 12 hour flight to, to Sao Paulo and we get there and somebody asked, somebody was asking for our passports and, you know, just like the sheep that we were, we're just handing over our passports. And one of the, one of the other elders says, do we know this guy? Does anybody know this guy? Who are we giving our passports to? It's like, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping this is where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) <laughs> and um anyway, get to the MTC. Uh my MTC companion was Elder Richie from Gilbert and uh Yeah. I I would say it was probably a pretty typical MTC experience. Yeah. A lot of uh a lot of pranks going on. Kids who's in and, your uh, group and who's your uh, district leader? Who's in so, your district at least? District, our district leader was Elder Weiberg. Okay. Who was paired with uh, Elder Hensley and uh, <clears throat> Elder or Sister Rowberry. And I'm trying to find her companion's name that I completely, <laughs> completely spaced. <laughs> um, and then we had Elder Birch, who arrived a day behind us yeah he arrived the next day and got paired with two other elders that were from that were going to different missions and i i spaced their names okay um but then we also had you know i think elder harvey was with somebody in another room elder harvey was in our group as well uh and then in another district, we had Gardner, Mayorga, Glenn, and Price. You had a huge so, group. Yeah, we had a – I was, I was trying to rack my brain to make sure that I remembered everybody's names, and clearly I have not done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, I mean, the MTC, I just remember, do we really have to be in here this long? are we really going to learn what we need to learn in 2 months and anyway it ended up being fine but it was it, days were long yeah uh, from what i've from what i've heard about different mtcs i you know i i really enjoyed uh sao paulo and being able to play you know volleyball and basketball i thought it was weird that we couldn't play soccer um uh, because the Brazilians, I guess, would just get so so intense that somebody broke their leg <laughs> shortly before we got there. <laughs> and Sister Alicia, yeah, okay, So her last, her maiden name is McCullough, and in the MTC, it was McCullough, but nobody could pronounce it, so I think they had her change it to her first name. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, so Sister Alicia. Yep. I think i got it all i hope um, so kind of an interesting story our group getting into juan pessoa uh, the day we were supposed to leave the ctm or the mtc um they got us on a bus we got to the airport and i think we got to the airport right as our plane was leaving and none of us made it so we got to hey ha- we got to go back to the mtc basically have another P-Day and just kind of hang out. I think we watched, like, The Testaments, and then they put us on a plane at, like, 8 o'clock at night. Oh, that's interesting. They shipped us to, you know, we land in Recife. We think we're there, and no, we're in Recife. And uh, so, you know, the half-an-hour flight to Joan Pessoa, we get there, I swear it was midnight or 1 in the morning. You know, President and Sister Martins are there with probably one of the office elders I don't know if I can't remember if it was the APs yeah I don't know they put us all they put us they had us get our stuff put us on a bus and they sent us to some either motel hotel I don't even remember I was so out of it I was so tired that I couldn't you know I thought it was interesting that we could drive around at night none of us had ever been outside of the MTC in Brazil at night um but by the time we get to bed, by the time we get to bed at 1.30. Yeah, the sun's going to rise in four hours. Exactly. The sun had already been down for like eight hours. Yeah. So, so, so you know, look, unbeknownst to us, it's almost pointless to fall asleep because the sun's going to be waking us up in four hours. Yeah, the sun went down and, at 5.30 at night and rose at 5.30 in the morning every day. Yes, every day. Oh, man. And... So you know, I wake up. I wake up the next day, and we end up going to we end up going to the mission home, and or or President Martin's home, and yeah. um, and I remember he asked he asked who woke up first, and I think I was the one who woke up first. I was either out of I think I woke up just because I was nervous. Yeah. Um, and. Anyway, he he called on me to say the prayer for the meal. (laughs) And, you know, in my broken Portuguese, I I stumbled through a prayer and we had our meal. And then I remember, I think it was Elder Nicholas and Cruz um, took us back to the mission home where where we got our assignments to go to our first area. Yeah. Do you remember your first interview with President, getting your assignment? (laughs) Yeah. I mean – Kind of. I I remember being very grateful that he could speak English yeah. and speak English well um, because if if he, I'm sure if it was President Geshwantner, it would have been in Portuguese and I wouldn't have understood a, a word. Um, which wouldn't have been a bad thing, but, um, yeah, I, I remember him the first time him telling me that you know you you need to baptize every week. And you know my my jaw hit the floor, and I was like really we're 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 going to baptize every week It's like yeah that that's what we do. <laughs> we ask people if they want to get baptized, and then we baptize them. It's like, Wow, okay, here we go, here
0: we go yep.
1: <laughs> Strap the boots on, get it done <laughs> um, Oh, it was interesting he he said that, and then my first area. My first area was actually the Mission Home area, um, which was called uh, Tohi, um, which reminded me of walking around the United States. It, you know, everything was, everything was really nice. Nobody was on the street, nobody to talk to. Um, my trainer was Elder Corey, who trained Elder Park. Yeah. Park, Park thought that was the coolest thing in the world, that we were brothers. Um, what do you mean? That, or that that uh, Corey trained you both? Yeah, that Corey <laughs> trained us both. He's like <laughs> he brought he brought that up every time he saw me in the mission. Can <laughs> you do an impression? Elder home, my brother. <laughs> Elder Corey trained us. It's like, oh, you're right, Elder Park. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I actually, I actually got, I actually got to go on a, a split with Elder Park for a week, and yeah, that was, that was interesting. It was, it was a fun time. <laughs> um, so, Tohi, it was just Elder Corey and I in an apartment. Um, one of, one of two times in my whole mission where it was just my companion and I. Okay. Um, it was right after Thanksgiving or right on Thanksgiving. I think that we got in the mission field, and you know, I just remember thinking, "There's absolutely no way I'm ever going to learn Portuguese." Um, I have a I have an American companion who all we do is all day is share stories in English. Yeah, and we didn't really. <laughs> I mean, there wasn't really anybody to teach, because um, I mean, it was just difficult. It was it was hard to hard to get a hold of people because the people were really affluent, um, which I found out our first, the first lunch that fell, we went to the lady's house and she said, Oh, I'm sorry. Elders. I, I forgot to make something. Here's 50. hay eyes each. And Elder Corey's jaw dropped and said, well, we don't need 50. hay eyes. And she said, "Well, you guys got to buy shampoo and and soap and stuff." And Elder Corey said, "Okay, you're right. <laughs> we do have to buy that." <laughs> That's so much money. I know. What I was know. our Mazada? Do you remember how much we got? Oh man, I haven't. Uh, it was like forty hay a month or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was not a lot. Maybe eighty hay and most of that yeah. went to bus tickets and and food for dropped lunches. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it was 80. In 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 that first area in Tohi, I think we got like an extra 10 hei-eyes for the bus ticket because our area was ginormous and we took a bus every day. Um, but with that 50 Hayes, eyes which I, I'm pretty sure was was not sanctioned by anybody – but we got on the we got on the bus and we went and had lunch at Pizza Hut yeah. that day. Yeah, which dude. was which was totally out of our area. Pizza Hut was like thirteen hay eyes. You're good. Yeah. All you can eat. I, yeah. <laughs> and and we took advantage. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that was that was uh, that was probably that's really I mean, all that I remember in my first area was, you know, thinking, you know, is this I thought I was coming to a poor area and everybody around us were pretty affluent. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, at the end of November, that was uh the first power month that we were involved with. Was and that seven fifty or something like that? Seven, yeah, I think it was. The seven fifty. Um and Elder Corey was really down because he didn't baptize a single person in that month. So, you know, yay for the mission, but we didn't really help out at all.
0: Yeah. So,
1: um, but we still took advantage of the, uh, all the, the second P day or whatever, the, the mission P day. Yeah. That was a fun party. It was a fun party. I didn't understand a word of what anybody was saying, but it was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Watched uh, uh, Remember the Titans and Finding Nemo and had a yes, good time. We did. <laughs> Yeah. Played a lot of ping pong and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was good times. Um, towards the end of my towards my end of my stay at Tohe, we actually had um, a gentleman who was a marine or he was a sailor. He actually came to church uninvited. Nobody knew who he was and Corey's a Elder Corey's eyes were probably this big. I mean, he he couldn't believe that somebody had walked into the church, and and we ended up teaching him at the church um, the next like four days, and then he got baptized um, on Saturday, confirmed on Sunday, our last Sunday there. Cool. And uh, was our only was our only baptism there. I don't. After he got confirmed, we were gone the next day. I have no idea what happened to him.
0: Yeah,
1: he said he had to go back on back on the boat, but you know, and we're trying to tell him. I'm assuming Elder Corey trying to tell him, "Hey, um, make sure make sure wherever you land, you you go to go to the ward." Anyway, it was it was a it was a cool experience. I just kind of wished that I understood what was going on a little bit more. I think Elder Corey let me bear my testimony, which. Thinking back, I'm pretty sure I probably bore bore testimony of a chair or something like that, just because I had no idea what I was saying. And
0: <clears throat> how many um, lessons
1: do you teach? Like, um, in a week or a day, or do you teach many lessons in the area? Honestly, I you know if we if we got one or two, you know, three was a really good day. Would Corey let you? Um, uh, would let Cory let you take over some of the first discussion? Or? Um, you know, I don't remember. I don't remember him doing that because other Corey. He was at the time when you still like when he started his mission. You were still memorizing the the discussions. Yeah, I remember following along in a discussion pamphlet when he taught somebody the fourth lesson, and he taught it exact like almost verbatim from that lesson. Yep. And, and I don't know if he was super comfortable with me kind of ad-libbing as kind of we had been taught to follow the Spirit and teach as led that way. I don't know that he was super comfortable with that. It was more just, just bear your testimony and, and nod your head. So that was interesting. Um, so at, at the end of that, I mean, we went through Christmas, I spent Christmas with the office elders. We watched Disney movies, talked to our family on the phone for like hours. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but as soon as the first, as soon as the first, um, transfers came, I was out of there. Corey was out of there. Yeah. Corey went uh, to the all. Yeah. To end his mission. Yeah, to finish his mission. Yeah, and remember him coming in a more blessed place where did you go then Tohi. i went to jaguaribi which was right next to tohi they <laughs> they shared the wards shared boundaries okay uh, so and this it's right in the it's right in the heart of joan pessoa so the lagoa and kind of where that where all the buses would end up uh right there in the center um so get Elder Eve uh, as my companion as step pops, and um, he took his took me back to our apartment and this was probably the second coolest apartment that I had in the mission field. It was uh, it was an apartment above a department store. So the first like four levels were a department store and then the, the probably 10 levels beyond that were all apartments. Uh, right in the middle of downtown, and it was Elder Eve, myself, and I think Elder Madsen, and he had a companion who I can't remember his name. But the the cool thing about this apartment is that we would set goals, like daily goals, either lessons taught, people contacted, and if we got if we completed all those goals. We would buy something, and usually like a watermelon or something that would explode, and we would take sure. the elevator yeah, to yeah. the top of the top of the apartment, yeah, and we would chuck it onto the top of the of the department store, <laughs> and and we watch it, and you know we thought that that was the coolest thing in the world that we got to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, that we could explode fruit on the top of the department store and nobody would clean it up ever. <laughs> um, man. Um, this jaguar ibu was a lot like tohi. Um, it was difficult. A lot of there were a lot of names on the ward list, and all of them, all the members, have moved away. I think there were like thirty people there that. Um, Jaguaribi was probably, was the only place that I ever got like a official reference from Salt Lake. And it was somebody, uh, a young man by the name of Ivanildo who, uh, had, I think, gone on the website and asked for one of the movies, a VHS movie, which nobody in Brazil had VHS players, but all the missionaries, the only thing missionaries had were VHS tapes. So, you know. So we show up at his house, hand him his movie, and uh, we teach him the first lesson. And you know, I'm looking at him like, "Oh man, this kid, this kid's got a bit of a jato." Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, Eve, Eve says, "You know what? Let because this was." What start of 2004? So it's this is like the epoch of men. This yeah. is this is when we we needed to, to baptize men, and I think he was 18. And so we're like, you know, we're licking our chops, like, yes, finally, we get to baptize a man. And I think we set an appointment for the next day, we come back and we start teaching him. And I'm thinking, like, things are going great, and Eve cuts it short, like, cuts it, like, like, no way, like, we need to go right now. And I'm looking at him, still don't really understand Portuguese, not quite sure what's going on. And he, we, he just starts booking it for the, for the church, which is probably, twi- you know, it's a 20 minute walk away and he's just running as fast as he can. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm like, what's going on? He's like, "I'm not gonna make it. we gotta go right now. I'm gonna poo my pants <laughs> and so we're just and so we're like booking it back up back up to the city back up to the church where we and you know luckily he made it, but you know it's just those it's it's those little incidences that you remember that you're like, man that, uh how what what do other missionaries go through like do they do they have these same things (laughs) does this happen in you know i'm sure this happens in detroit like they just cut the lesson short they got to run to find a bathroom um anyway thankfully thankfully the spirit touched this kid and he ended up getting baptized he ended up serving a mission um last i heard he's still doing well i don't think he's married i still think he's got a a little bit of a jato but he's well most of the members do most of the members that's true true. and that that's very true you got to have some feminine qualities in order to be part of the church if you got masculine qualities in brazil you're drinking p2 on the side playing checkers (laughs) Uh, at 9 a.m in the morning with your shirt rolled up you know so your belly's hanging out but (laughs) belly hanging out and your, and your foho music blasting as loud as it can go. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, that was funny. How um, long did you stay in that area? Oh, uh, a transfer. It okay. was so, so the first three transfers, I went to three different areas, Okay. but I didn't leave, I didn't leave that spot. The same uh, so zone, so, right? Same zone. Who's your zone uh, leader? The zone leaders, uh, I think, it was Elder Fernando oh, yeah. and Reynolds. Cool. Fernando and Reynolds at to start, and then did they ever come um, and do any transfers with you or splits with you? Um, or, since you were in a crappy baptizing area, no, no, no zone leader wanted to come. <laughs> no, no zone leader, no zone leader wanted to touch those those areas. I bet. That's true. It, it ended. We had, um, or we went on a transfer in my third area because I got I got transferred from Jaguaribe to the center Centro,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which stayed. I stayed in the same apartment, the same house, and just worked like the other side of the of the lake. Yeah. And that's when we did the that's when we did the splits. I got to go to Castelo Branco a couple of times. First time we filled the park. And then the second time, I think was other skeleton um that was the first time I got to know Pickett and you know salt of the earth guy. He told me about the guy that they had marked for baptism. They showed up, and he'd passed away and uh you know i my jaw hit the floor. I couldn't believe it I was like, I was like, I know people here die all the time,
0: yeah,
1: but to die <laughs> right before you get baptized, really." <laughs> yeah um yeah my i looking through my journal i remember i remember having this really huge dislike for transfer or for uh splits because our splits were a week you know we would we would as a zone instead of having district meeting we'd have zone meeting every week that was the whole mission which was cool. Yeah, which was cool, but, um, you know, when you show up or when you get the call on um, P-Day night and you're like, hey, uh, fill a bag. You're going somewhere for a week, somewhere where you have no clue what's going on. Um, Show up on Tuesday and then you wouldn't be back with your companion for the next – till the next week. I just – I remember dreading that as – nobody ever transferred with me when I was a senior – so, you know I either either rubbed a lot of people the wrong way or seemed to be doing what I needed to be doing. Yeah. so i uh, um, I was with zone leaders every uh, for the first four months of my mission, and so they would do splits yeah. somewhere, and they would send the junior of that person that they're doing splits to show to my house to be my companion for a week. So I never oh, went yeah. anywhere else. I was yeah. always in the same um, house with a new companion every week that I had to show them the mission or show them the area. And it was, it was tough. (laughs) Yeah. That's the, that's the kind of stuff that I just didn't, I didn't enjoy that a whole lot. I mean, it was, it was, it was cool to get, um, it was cool to get other perspectives of other missionaries, but it was difficult. It was just hard to, to meet with other people or, you know, meet with other missionaries, try to see what's going on with the work in an area that you have no idea what's going on. Trying to find lunches. Man. That was you know I was a I'm a I'm a pudgy guy, man. I gotta eat. I was like, what are we gonna do if we don't eat? I don't have any money. Did you gain weight in the MTC? Oh, did I ever? (laughs) Yeah, I actually I actually wrote that down in my journal. that was like one of the top things that I wrote in my journal is that, you know, How much weight you were gaining? every, every week, every, it was like every, every Tuesday or whatever. Um, I, we would go down to the, we'd go down to the court and they'd had a, they had the weight thing or the scale and it would go up like two kilos yeah. every week. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? and, sure enough but my weight fluctuated all throughout the mission like depending on what area i was in Um, i went straight up in the mtc i think i gained 20 pounds and then it went straight (laughs) down and then i lost 20 pounds from where i started so my my clothes were fitting tight in the mtc and they were like tense it was like a parachute that i was wearing that's 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 the that's the Elder Ricks that I remember with the parachute. I was like, man, this guy must have lost a lot of weight. <laughs> that's, that's the one that that's that's the Ricks that I remember. Um, <laughs> so we ended up, <clears throat> you know, so we we didn't really baptize any men, you know, that wasn't really that. <laughs> I think it. I, I think at the time it might have been right to to maybe look for more priesthood, but not in our areas. Our areas were really struggling. Yeah. Uh, my third area is transferred across the hall. It was just a mm-hmm. you know across the hall. Uh, Elder Jonathan came in, mm-hmm. and um, Elder Jonathan he was he was good. I mean, good to me in a way that he made me grow as far as Portuguese went, he would correct me with everything that I said, um, which bothered me at the time. Bothered me that, you know, you know, just because I said it wrong, let the spirit take it to whoever we were teaching. Um and it but even even then he would correct me, which drove me crazy at the time, but it was needed. Yeah. Uh, I I just couldn't believe the the wards that, that were you know they were con, they were called a ward but really they were probably as big as a branch or or even a group you know they had maybe 30 people coming of the 30 people there was the bishop and then all the leaders of of the various groups and that was it um there were a lot of young single adults a lot of women very few young men Um, The young men that were there didn't seem to be interested in either getting married or interested in the people that were there, but they all had they all had callings, and those callings kept them at that church. They couldn't go to like, you know, they don't have single adult wards. Yeah, Uh, they couldn't go out and do that. But I remember thinking that that was difficult. Walking around in the center of Juan Pessoa, uh, I remember not liking that very much. I thought it was cool that there was a bunch of stuff going on. Everybody that we talked to lived in all the neighborhoods surrounding. So, you know, we would send references to everybody else. So, you know, we'd, which I don't know if anything ever came of that, but. It's almost like you were a, uh, what's it called? Temple Square missionary. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's kind of what a you know kind of what it felt like, and you know, baptisms were few and far between. Um, so I guess you know, I just I remember thinking it was super weird that the sewer was the gutter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, seeing the kids like seeing the kids play in it and thinking, no wonder it stinks. Uh, I think you mentioned on a previous podcast, you know that that like filthy garbage smell that brings you back to takes you back to Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> it was the I, uh, the hot dumpster smell. Yeah, behind yeah, the exactly. fast food restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, yeah that 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 I totally I totally get it. It takes me back. It takes me back to Brazil too, and it's not. It's not that I like the smell, but it's it's nostalgic. Yeah. Um, when were April, you with Jonathan? Jonathan it- was. Just, it was just a transfer. Um, I remember about. I can't. Re- I think it was with Eve, but with John, either either one. Um, that's when we had found out about other Todd. Um, Elder Todd, I think, had come back from going home to his father's funeral. Um, the kid, uh, Elder Todd, he uh, called home on, on Christmas and his dad had passed away. Um, I remember thinking that it was, it you know, in a, in a bad situation, one thing, I think it was Elder Eve, Elder Eve asked him if he watched the Super Bowl because he was at home when the Super Bowl happened. And it happened to be the Super Bowl when uh, it was Janet Jackson was exposed on t v and I remember just shaking my head like, why are you asking him that why he he's just he's just got back from a from a family tragedy like why would you ask him that? but you know that that was just elder Eve was just being elder eve he was <laughs> he was always just goofing around um we're about to poo his pants. Hey, or about to poo his pants. That's true. That that is a true statement, and I think he I think he will testify to that. Um, so I was with Elder Johnson for six weeks. Um, not a lot happened. You know, by this time in my mission, I'm thinking there's one. There's no way I'm ever going to learn Portuguese because I've been in three different areas. I've had three American companions. And really there hasn't been um any Brazilian companion come into the apartment where I live. So I don't really have a lot of exposure other than, you know, being out with with my companion to speaking Portuguese. Yeah. Um halfway through I think Elder E halfway through this my time in the center, um, Eve was transferred to Lucena and um other Hobson came in, so I got to speak a little bit with with him. But then shortly after that, at the at the like the next transfers, um, I was sent to Felipe Camarão up in uh, Natal, oh. um, which started my probably six months worth six months of being a zone leader companion. Okay, who's your companion, uh, Felipe Camarão? Heb <clears throat> okay. Hibero was my companion. Um, I don't know if I can, can really consider him my companion since I was only with him for maybe two and a half days. <laughs> um, so I get there, and for whatever reason, I don't know if it's maybe it's something I said, something I did. I, he didn't really like me. Didn't you know? I I guess being maybe he didn't want to deal with American who didn't know Portuguese thought maybe i was holding him down or something but yeah as soon as as the next day it was like i'm going on splits and i'm out of here and so he's you know he he said sends me out with um another junior companion and elder brunson i think and we just kind of wandered around for a week didn't really know what's going on how was your time with brunson it was it was interesting it was you know kind of Trying to figure out what was going on, I, I he, I remember he had this. I don't know if it was a fear of cooking or just didn't like to cook. He'd come home and he'd just make like noodles and put salt on them, and that was that was it. I thought, yikes. Um, <laughs> uh, geez, I, hope, I hope our lunches don't fall through this week so we can eat something. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. It was interesting. I mean, you know, to I had no idea. I was in an area that I brand new to. Didn't know any of the members. Didn't know any of the. What area did you do the splits in? With Brunson. Um, I stayed. So Brunson came to me. Oh, okay. In Camaram and Hibera and hebera went. You know, wherever that's I can't right. even remember. Yeah. Um, right. uh, but I think the other. The other zone leader was Elder Tavares, and he had Elder Marks. So that was, and those two, those two guys, um, those two guys hurt salt of the earth guys. They, yeah, I like them. Markies. They're some of my favorite. Some of my favorite. Uh, Marquis was a big black guy, right? Yeah, big black guy. That, yeah. Um, he was he great. Act- I like Marquis. <laughs> he actually had shoes that were falling apart, and <laughs> they had those. Uh, I had those, like, rubber cover your whole shoe. Yeah.
0: Rain yeah, yeah. latches.
1: Yeah, yeah. They were so and, hot. Yeah, and they I, didn't breathe at all. <laughs> I could literally see his foot through his shoe. Like his foot was touching the the cobblestone. Yeah. And I took those and I said, "Marks, you gotta, you gotta wear these, bud, because you, you can't be walking on your, you can't be walking on your feet." Little did I know that Brazilians probably been walking on they've probably been walking on their feet without shoes for their entire life.
0: Yeah.
1: But anyway, it, was, it did started to rain. We starting you know towards the halfway through, it was June. Um, started to rain everywhere. But yeah. so Hibero, the one interesting story I had with Hibero, um, he had met. I think our our second week he had met two men that he needed to uh he needed you know we needed to baptize them because you know he had taught them and they said that they would go to church and we show up on Sunday morning at this it's not even a house it's almost like this this boarding you know it's it's a place with like four bedrooms and these two guys were staying in one of the four bedrooms and Hiberto knocks on the door. Realizes the doors the door is locked. He sees the sink sitting out in front of the in front of it. He hops on the sink and he starts taking up the tiles of the roof so he can see into the room to see if they're actually in there. And the the owner of the place comes ripping around, and Hiberto is telling me to take off my take off my plaqueta take off my name badge and put it in my pocket <laughs> yes. so so she can't identify us as mormon missionaries because he's yeah, he's trying he's trying to find out what these kids are doing <laughs> and if they asked him the little portuguese that i knew they ask him like who are you and Hiberto comes up with something like oh you guys we're we're methodist missionaries and and i you know i i look at him like oh my gosh what what are we doing we we can't be doing this and anyway it ended up working out it ended up working out that they didn't come they didn't come to 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 church we never saw them again we never went back to that place again because we knew that that lady would recognize us <laughs> That was that was my extent with Elder Hiberto, and uh, yeah, he got transferred – he got like emergency transfer or sent to Campina Grande two weeks after I was with him. And, Did he kiss a girl? Uh, no, no, I can't – I I can't remember the exact – I can't remember the story or what had happened, but he was sent to Campina Grande, and I got Elder Hafer, um, Bud Hafer. Bud. Um, I – Hiberto was supposed to leave on P-Day at 4 p.m. And he changed his ticket to leave at like 6.30 a.m. And I didn't know anybody and I didn't know who I was or what I was supposed to do. So I hung out at the Jodoviaria, the bus station, for until Hafer got there at like 5 p.m. So I was just, just chilling in the bus station all p-day oh I was, that's the worst yeah it yeah this was it was it was a dark time, a dark <laughs> time. it was it was not fun Wait looking back have you did you have any fun on your mission home dude i yes i can say that i did i did have fun. <laughs> was it in the last part of your mission because this first part yes. of your mission sounds like it torture. Was the <laughs> yeah the first part was not fun it oh, was gosh yeah yeah, <laughs> I, oh, it was rough. And, <laughs> I, actually the fun I think started when Hafer got there. Yeah, and okay. and that was the that was this was this was the the huge month of May. Uh um, oh. he got there right before May and you know, Elder Marcin, or President Marchine's is getting ready to leave. This is May yeah. and Felipe come around, right? Yeah, yeah. So how many people did you baptize? Um man I I just I think like the first week we baptized 6 or 7 the next week it was like 8 and then it kind of dropped off after that yeah um Bud ended up going on he ended up going on some splits and actually I think the last week or maybe the second to last week in May I did the whole week with or not the whole week, but I did a couple of days with one of the members. And members actually came and I was the only missionary of the four that we had in Philippi Come around. I was the only one that was in that area. I thought Philippi Come around was good. Was no, was an well, area. Yeah. It it was. I just, I don't know exactly what happened, but <laughs> apparently apparently, you know, Elder Hafer decided that he needed to go somewhere or Go help somebody, um, and then I think Tavadi's also decided he needed to go help somebody. So, you know, that was it was interesting. Uh, a couple of days with one of the members, uh, Lucy Nildo. That was that was an interesting time. There was a lot of walking and and talking to his friends and yeah, definitely, a lot of definitely not allowed. <laughs> yeah, definitely not allowed. <laughs> yes, happened quite a bit it- though. These are these are the types of things that you know I've I've yet to hear actually happen in other missions. Yeah, I don't think that's the worst thing that could happen on the mission, though. <laughs> that's that's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah, it's but elder, yeah, elder, elder Hayfer, I just remember there was like there was no there was no naps in the middle of the day. We got I think we left like an hour early to go out and teach. No, well, you have no, to. no it's may. Yeah, exactly. It's the and, fire. You, know, you haven't felt the fire your whole mission. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's probably when it really started to kick in for me. Okay. Is that, you know, that's when we decided that this was we were going to we were going to do our part to contribute to 851. Um, I baptized more every month of my mission than I did in May two thousand fourteen. <laughs> two thousand four. No, wait a second. I went a whole transfer one time with one of my juniors without a baptism. That was a doctor. Oh time. yeah. I remember you'd said that. Because um, we were in the zone Leader house, I actually saved the uh, Oh Avantes. I got a whole suitcase of Avanches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eight hundred and fifty one. Oh that's cool. The only one I ever say the only one I ever cared about. Uh, yeah, even, all my faxes have lost their ink, so most yeah. of them are are faded. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had fax machines, because machines yeah. bought us all fax machines, exactly for <laughs> the zone leaders' fax machines. <laughs> nobody, nobody had a cell phone. Nope. Nobody could use a cell phone. Nope. But we had fax machines. <laughs> <Yeah>. Go figure. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, um, looking back through my journals, I mean, it's it's amazing how fast um, you would come in contact with somebody. They would either progress to baptism, or they w- or you would drop them. You got drop really them. good at telling telling molies. and if they were yeah. too moly and you didn't have anybody else to visit, maybe you'd go visit, but you yeah. regretted it every time. <laughs> every time, every time, you just knew that that was a bad decision, but you did it anyway. <laughs> yep man um elder hafer was i was only with elder hafer for i think it was a transfer and then he he was getting ready to go home it was kind of the end towards the end of his mission yeah. um, he ended up going out with <clears throat> um who who did you do the first podcast with uh, i don't know mauer mauer he ended up going out with elder mauer um, to finish his mission, and he, and then I got Elder Scott. Um, okay. Elder Scott so came in. So tall. Uh, yeah, very tall. Uh, hard worker, good guy. Um, my the experience that I had with Elder Scott, um, the one that I use quite frequently in my teaching uh, gospel principles is that. We were walking somewhere to the other side of Filippi Camaran, which was a huge area. Um, Elder Scott was probably two times as tall as I was, so his stride was huge. And I had to take like two of my strides to his one. Okay. So I was always, I was always behind. Um, and I remember seeing a young man kind of pop his head out of a door and I had probably the strongest impression that I've i had ever had to that point in my life to go talk to him either, you know, and I'm not sure what would have come of it. But to this day, I know that me passing on that opportunity to talk to that kid um, was a missed opportunity um, that had testified to me by the spirit that I had missed that opportunity and. Um, you know, those opportunities don't come along very often. Um, and you need to be in tune with the spirit enough to take advantage of those. Um, and you know, I, I use, even though it's a negative example, I try to use it in a positive light to help people understand that, you know, it's there, the opportunities are there, just take them. And I don't know if it was because I've, I thought I because I was a junior companion, my my companion was so far ahead of me. I felt like he needed to catch up to him, but um, that was kind of what stuck out the most, I guess, from other uh, other Scott. Is um, Filippi coming around still? Yeah, this is. Yeah, I spent. Gosh, I spent two and a half transfers in Philippi coming around. Um, what mostly with Hafer and then Scott came in at the end and then um I was just burnt out like done with Filippi coming around and what's um, the longest you've ever stayed in an area you're usually six weeks and out right yeah exactly <laughs> so so I'm like I need to change of change of pace um the longest I stayed in an area I think was in Patos Oh wow. um, that was yeah. I stayed in Patos for like four and a half months. That was the longest, <laughs> that's the longest I'd ever stayed in an area. Oh, okay. um, so what, what month are we at right now? So this is going into June. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's take a, a bathroom break, and I'm going to call Wait. you back in like two or three minutes. Okay.
0: Sounds good. good. Yep. Yeah. See ya. Sejam bem-vindos a esse show que é nosso, Limão com Mel Acústico. E uma noite de estrelas, saímos pra passear, de mãos dadas, namorados, com a vontade e um desejo, todos pelo ar. Era tudo. Amor, só de nós dois Construímos nosso ninho Sem saber que a tempestade Chegava depois Vou lembrar lembrar Nosso amor para sempre Vou lembrar lembrar O meu sonho mais bonito Te encontrar Você no meu pensamento Vai ficar, ficar. O meu sonho de amor Não acabar Acabar Foi um dia tão tristonho Quando você me deixou Nossas lágrimas os olhos Nos diziam todo o tempo Nada se acabou Mesmo assim você se foi Me deixando aqui tão só E eu sozinho ainda me lembro De um sonho tão bonito Que se acabou Eu vou lembrar lembrar Nosso amor para sempre Vou Vou lembrar O meu sonho mais bonito Te encontrar Você no meu pensamento vai ficar ficar. O meu sonho de amor não acabar mais uma né